The following is a hoop ball presentation. Well, wasn't that just a kick in the shorts? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here today, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Good day. And Ben Harrison. Good morning, Raptors Nation. And I am Brendan Hodgins. Uh, if you'd like to see what we're saying online, please follow us at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's on both Twitter and Instagram. And Kieran, do you want to tell the fine folks how to find you? I'm at kdilla1981 on Instagram and at k underscore dilla at, on uh, Twitter. And Ben, where can they track you down? Yes, the fine folks can find me on either Twitter or Instagram at, uh, at Benny and the Raps. And if you're looking to see what I'm saying, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. If you do get the chance, please head on over to hoop-ball.com. That's our mothership here, hoop-ball.com. You can find all things basketball there, including you know wagering, uh, DFS, and fantasy, as well as other team podcasts, if for some reason you want to see what the Grizzlies are doing. And yeah, <laughs> hoop-ball.com. Please head on over there if you get the chance. Well, it's officially happened. I am no longer optimistic <laughs> about the Raptors hey, making the, the team. I have joined my fellow curmudgeons. We're happy to have uh, you. <laughs> great, it's 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 a pleasure to be here. Uh, I believe I think it was William Liu posted something saying that before this game, the Raptors had in between a six percent and a thirteen or eleven percent chance of making the play-in. Uh, it's not zero now, but it's definitely not the 13, that it, the high end of that. So the hopes are pretty low. Uh, there's just not enough games left, and the Wizards are playing too well, I think, is basically what it's getting down to because mm-hmm. uh, the Bulls definitely aren't playing <laughs> well enough to get in there either. No, they're which, doing the same uh, thing we are, yeah. Yeah, Ben, I think you were the one to say that you weren't enamored with the trade when it happened based on where they were, so good call. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, if they want to give me that uh, GM job, I'm uh, the phone's ready. I'm ready. You know. Yeah, you're just busy on uh, Tuesdays. Which which day was it there that we had to record late? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So normally this is where we'd go into a what did you see here, guys, uh, specifically on this game or that, just because you know we're trying to see what uh, what's going to play out here for the rest of the year. But I think. Uh, the rest of the year doesn't really matter as much anymore. It's more about you know the upcoming year and what uh, what we're seeing that actually is going to matter for that. Um, you know, different players had different types of game this game as well, and some guys had like you know jackal and hide games too. Unfortunate thing, and uh, the Kieran, you were talking about this too, and I've seen a couple people call it like uh, draft purgatory. The Raptors didn't quite do well enough to make the play-in, but didn't quite do bad enough to have a really good shot at the lottery. Like, they're in the lottery, but I mean, I think it's the seventh or eighth is the best they can do. Really? Yeah, so... Well, that's where we're starting, right? Then you jump into the lottery and see what happens. Yeah, I think it's just That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Um, sorry, not the best. The seventh or eighth is the best we can finish in the lottery odds. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, that is what it is. We'll still end up with a you know good pick and a good player coming out. It's just 
maybe not ones we had our eyes set on or ones who stand out from the pack. So um, that's not, I mean, that was never going to be sort of, we're not going to draft the next LeBron James this year and then, you know, start a new, you know, franchise around them. So it was always sort of adding a piece to the, to the puzzle. So we can still do that with a decent pick and we got a couple of second round picks and things. So um, there's potential there still. So it's not hopeless, but uh, yeah, if we're going to not make it, it would have been nice to finish a little worse than we are, but what are you yeah. going to do? That and, would have been a worse uh, road to get here, I guess. So at least they made yeah, it somewhat fair. interesting for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They kept my, my dreams. Alive exactly. Anyways. Yeah. You made it till the end of <laughs> April. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ben, I uh, heard a little bit of talk again saying like Lowry and Philly is the big thing. Have you heard anything based on that or are you just kind of expecting Lowry to go in as a Raptor and maybe a sign-and-trade or something like that? Um, in the offseason, the latest yeah. I heard was kind of a um, – I saw Jimmy Butler gave an interview the other day and um, pretty much spent the whole time talking about Kyle Lowry, which was weird. I don't think anybody had really heard about this before, but apparently they're like best friends How is that floor. not tampering? Well, yeah, apparently they're best friends off the floor, and Kyle Lowry's even uh, godfather to one of his uh, daughters, I believe. Yeah, just so, recently was made, I think, uh, godfather. Yeah, yeah, so who knew they were that close? But, I mean, uh, so if he ends up, I know Miami, what was it, Miami, Philly, and um, the, one other yeah, team Clippers, was the big Clippers. one at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, so if he ends up in Miami, we won't be surprised, I guess. But it's definitely going to be a sign-and-trade wherever he goes just because of all the... Uh, you know, salary cap gymnastics for any team that's in contention. Yeah, but, um, yeah, with the draft lottery, though, Kieran, i got to remind you, it was only two years ago that uh, New Orleans finished uh, eighth and ended up with Zion Williamson. So Yeah, but there was a Zion Williamson. Right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah some... Even Mosley, just, I mean, for this team, like, that's, you know, now you have another center. <laughs> and... You know, Freddie gets to develop, uh, I mean, Gillespie in the G League for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, off you go. Well, they're not lying about it being a deep draft either. Like, um, you know, I've been getting in, into the draft a little more now that we keep losing. And, um, you know, say we jump up to five, you can get a guy like Kaminga in there who's just been killing it for that G League team. He's like 6'8", 200-plus pounds. He's 18 years old. He plays the 3-4. He'd be awesome. But uh, even if you fall back a bit, there's guys like... Um, uh, Davion Mitchell, who's uh, expected to go on that eight to ten range, and he was one of those stars on the Baylor team that everyone was talking about. So um, he could be, if Kyle Lowry does go, he could make for a pretty nice replacement for him. You know, he's already twenty-two, so he's got a little bit more seasoning. And um, yeah, so there's still some guys, you know, wherever we end up finishing here, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's not a bad way to think about it. Speaking of uh, possible replacements for. Uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, Malachi Flynn had a kind of weird game, and he saw some of his limitations early on in his career. In this one, like he, he had a good offensive night. He shot pretty well, you know, six for nine for sixteen points. And then you see the other half, six turnovers and negative twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether uh, do you remember any of those uh, turnovers there, Kieran? Um, no, not off the top. I was kind of in and out of this game just because it's. Uh you know, like a lost cause, and I wasn't expecting much, so I was only paying a bit of attention. So I didn't see much of uh, his turnovers. Tell yeah, me, yeah, no, you're busy watching the NFL draft, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, did you see anything specifically about uh, Malachi Flynn's play here that uh, you wanted to 
dip in on Quinn? Um, yeah, well, he just he definitely seems to be adjusting rather slowly, I guess, to playing the off-ball role. Um, they gave him the start uh, playing next to Kyle Lowry and uh, definitely looked like he was deferring to, uh, to the doctor there early on. Um, I think he only took one shot in the whole first quarter, even though he played most of it. And, um, yeah, it's like you said, he had a pretty good shooting night, but it just wasn't a great overall performance. Um, the one thing I, don't, um, I didn't really like from him is, like, um, there's a lot of possessions where if he's not the ball handler, he just kind of floats around the half court with his hands at his knees, you know, not ready for anything. Like, I'd like to see him zipping around the perimeter, you know, Steph Curry style with his hands up ready to shoot, you know, but he'll get there. And- and he's a confident shooter. Like I definitely saw him take a lot of quick, you know, pull up three, uh, pull up threes, fade away, you know, in the uh, near the key. So he's willing to shoot. He just got to put himself in a position that someone believes that he's actually going to take the shot. So, well, and like he was saying, get a bit better off the ball, right? Like a catch and shoot as opposed to pull up and shoot. Like he yeah. seems to need to have the ball in his hands to create. And so if we can get him away from that, or at least because I mean. We have people who are going to be carrying the ball a lot of the time, whether it's Lowry or Van Vliet. Um, so you got to be there ready to, to immediately make something happen, not get the ball and then, okay, now I'm going to make a play happen, right? You need to get it. Yeah. This is the play. Take that shot. I think that's something that they'll go over. And they haven't really – the season basically I think each team has had like three practices all year, right? Yeah. Well, and this was what, our 29th starting lineup now, so uh, – Yeah, franchise record. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So, you know, we're, we're all over the place. People have been coming and going. We've been either injured or just resting people arbitrarily for, you know, a month, a couple months since COVID hit us and all that. So, you know, it's really tough to, I don't know, it's got to be tough from a coaching standpoint too because you never know what to expect. And it's tough to really see who gels with who and in what scenarios when, you know, like Trent hasn't been around. Although he's traveling, Trent's traveling with us, so hopefully he's yep. back uh, before too long. Um but yeah, I think he'll be a good piece to get back. And I mean, we got a starting spot for him now with Van Vliet out, possibly. So um, that could yeah, look I would really like good. To see him play a little bit more too, just because we haven't really seen much of. He's been he was injured, and then he kind of came off the bench for a couple of games, and he's injured again, right? And we haven't since everybody was out. We haven't had a chance to see him at a, for an extended period of time. Yeah, It'd be or good with to some see time with like, the starters too, right? So because yeah, exactly. a lot of those guys were out. Yeah, like see him play like 20 25 minutes in a game would be you know something he's been more averaging around like 14 so yeah but he's another Especially, guy too that's uh really like good with the ball in your hand but not yeah. so much of a i'm gonna stand over here and like catch the open jump shot and and hit it kind of thing so uh, that takes time right they're both new to our our lineup and getting in there so hopefully we can develop that if they uh, stick around well the other thing with flynn too uh, gets forgotten sometimes like he's come from two different teams where he was like the guy right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah, that's true. they're just like go out there and score do your thing and now he's coming to a team where he's very much not the guy mm-hmm. so it's really hard to get out of that mentality is where it's like no i need the ball to like go make something happen and it's like no 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 you just need to be a part of the system yeah yeah help yeah it. he help didn't it. come from duke yeah he was given the keys to the castle at san diego state or whatever it was so yeah a little different experience league where it was like, yeah. yeah, he was lighting it up for 26 points a game, right? So um, on a you know more positive note as far as uh, development goes and possibilities for the future, even though, you know, no guarantees, as we were saying last time, uh, Kem Birch, career mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kem Birch has uh, turned out to be exactly what the doctor ordered for us, especially if he ends up, you know, with like a, if we do find someone 
to uh to overshadow him like as coming off the bench even he'd be great but uh even just to have another backup at his position like the way he's been playing it's uh you can't really ask more we're not looking for the center who's throwing up you know 30 points a game although he hit 20 this game which is awesome um but yeah he's doing everything he hit two for two threes like he's shooting too many threes <laughs> i but he was hit gonna bring both. that up i was like are you not disappointed yeah a little he's bit but i mean he's, he's hitting them so it's hard to be too mad at yeah. the guy um <clears throat> but yeah no he's uh this is a great night for him eight rebounds too so he contributed there led the way um and a few assists he's getting really good at sort of like doing the pick and roll and then you know driving bringing the defense in and then this is a nice one where he kicked it out to og early on for a three um so he's getting really good at that and not sort of forcing shots up when he's down there or you know pick and roll doesn't have to end there if it's if it's not a good look you know keep the ball moving so uh yeah i'm really liking how he's coming along yeah, the nice thing about a guy like him is like when he does go to the net with the ball, like on that pick and roll, is that he is a threat to slam mm-hmm. it down, right? It's not yeah. like it's you know when sometimes it's Van Fleet or something like that going in on that sort of thing into like three guys, they know he's kicking it out. Yeah, yeah. Or, if you let, if you give him the opportunity, he will just throw it down on you. So if you block it, he's good enough to pass it out now. So yeah, uh, yeah. He other, um, he ahead, keeps Bob. doing the like just the lord's work under the net as well like um, there's one play in the first quarter where i saw he was under the net and uh, kyle lowry had the ball out on the perimeter and he crossed up his guy and then you know blew by him but the help defender just had no way of getting to lowry because cam had him completely boxed out mm-hmm. so lowry gets the easy uh, easy layup you know good luck getting around him but um and the other thing of course was he um you know it was a team effort of course but he was a big part we held uh, Jokic to 19 points right and that's a huge testament to what he's doing under the rim so yeah no and that's uh that well it's a help guy going in that you know Jokic isn't just going to be able to blow by which he's not the fastest guy in the world but he seems to have those little you know weird steps to get around people or and, that terrible uh four point play yeah, yeah i saw uh, when he was falling yeah because yeah, <laughs> cambridge put his hand on his back like come on yeah I was all ready to have an old man rant about the NBA today, but I decided to let it go. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a few questionable calls, including one that we got overturned. Yeah, um, yeah, I was happy that came back because that was yeah. a nice block. Yeah, but yeah, there was some painful ones, and like when you look at that one, there's uh, the the Denver Nuggets posted it on their Twitter and said it was their favorite, you know, Joker move or whatever, and I was like, man. How are you guys looking at that and thinking that's great? Like, that was not a foul. Like, he got a hand on his back, got touched, and, like, you know, leaned super far forward and just tossed it up. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard to – that part, because, of, you know, a lot of the Raptors do it too, the sort of jumping into contact. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't even that. This was a dead stop no, hoping like you'd get just, run into, yeah. and you got lightly touched, and that was enough. They're actually like, oh, Joker got touched. Give him a, you know, four-point well, play the problem is he's – he's an amazing player but he's the most awkward looking person to begin with right and yeah. so yeah. like he seems like he was affected more i'm like no that's just his natural shot but uh and that's part of the like the nba now that i think we just got to get used to unless they decide to change the rule which they talked about at one point and then never really did was the way guys can draw fouls now mm-hmm. like you basically you can jump at someone and get the foul yeah, it shouldn't be like a part of your offense is like based around yeah, yeah drawing fouls. That shouldn't be part of your like game makeup. But it if seems we can get rid done. of like hand checking and all that, then I think we can you know curb this where it's like if you jump into somebody like you're you making that happen, then that's on you. Yeah, you if know? you're initiating contact, the problem is is like every single time 
they try to change a rule like that in any of the leagues, mm-hmm. there's always some sort of either the officials blow back and just don't call it, or some sort of there's always some sort of politics around it that drives drives me nuts. But yeah, I think as long as I mean, if the guy jumps, you know, towards you, like if he's closing out on a three pointer, you get him to jump and you jump, sure. But if the guy's just like, you know, jumping straight up, Standing he's doing still, everything yeah. he can to make no contact and you jump into him on a jump shot. It's different like driving the lane, like you're going towards that already. We're talking about a jump shot. If you have to jump to your left, like two feet, you yeah. know, knock into a guy and then like put your hands up as if you actually had a shot to make, then I see that as a huge problem. And like, it doesn't happen that much that, you know, like it's not like 18 times a game. Everyone's trying that. Well, it depends if Harden's playing. Fair, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, Lowry does it. DeRozan did it and does it yeah. for us. But, I mean, but... Um, yeah, Trey Young. Yeah, so it, it's becoming a thing. But, you know, that's... There's a lot of these, like, up-and-coming guys are going to see this and it's going to become a thing. Same how three-pointers are a thing now because Steph Curry hits them from everywhere. You know, kids are going to be, you know, out in the playground you know faking their guys out jumping in and calling a foul be like oh that was a foul like no that's that's not a foul yeah, it's, it's a little bit different thinking. on the playground yeah but they that's you want to call your own fouls someone's gonna teach you what a foul is yeah but they're gonna bring that to the uh you know as they grow up the future nba stars watch it's gonna be a thing if someone jumps for it oh hey there's an opportunity to jump into him and yeah i just don't think it's a good look for the league or like the flow of the game or anything so we'll see but i'm hoping they do either something to curb it or it just sort of Fades, fades away, away. Mm-hmm. we'll see well i do yeah, that's think what that, i thought like, watching uh, yeah that's what i thought watching uh blake griffin the other night like he was getting the softest contact and it was just all night he would scream for his own end one mm-hmm. like that's not basketball just play it you know <laughs> and he's a superstar right the kids look up to like you said so yeah but yeah i just think if you're shooting the ball it should be to score yeah 100 percent so like putting the ball up because you felt contact is kind of weak but what are you going to do again old man rant that's trying to avoid it get off my sorry yeah yeah uh yeah so kim burst though very much a a positive little note there for this game yeah we're gonna throw uh, some money at him next year yeah i hope so uh you know and like it's he's not he's gonna be he's gonna get paid but he's not going to be that pricey i'm assuming no i don't think so because he's not a big three shooter or like you know he facilitates a little bit but not like not it's not he's not holding the ball at the top of the half court if you know yeah i don't think he's putting himself in a position to be like heavily sought after so we can get him at a good deal we'll give him some fair money for sure because you know we want him to stick around but you know a couple years and then after that if you're exploded off into the scene we can increase your value if you're still around the same we'll go from there but I definitely think we could secure him for a couple of years at a at a rate that makes everybody happy and you know. Uh, well, what might make sense for him too is like because with the Raptors he's getting such a good style of play. You give him like a two year deal and you say, hey, you keep this up for two years, someone's going to pay you like, you know, big big man dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if we uh, could develop him further, like you know, maybe get him up yeah. to three three pointers a game. Like watch hey, out, hey. watch out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a note for next year, I'm, I'm looking at the way they're doing it. I'm guessing that uh, Ronnie Hood's not going to be a part of this team. No, definitely not. I would say that's safe to say. Um, he was never sort of like, I think he was just a, a thing to do to move some pieces around. I don't think we ever like were banking too much on him. But, uh, you know, he's had a couple decent games. But overall, yeah, he's... He's not going to help us do anything, really. He's not even super valuable coming off the bench for us. So 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think we'll be seeing him back. Which yeah, he's bad. had a tough time finding a uh, like a consistent role with any of the teams he's been with. Yeah. He had a lot of uh, pretty tough injuries early in his career that really set him back. But, but yeah, like looking forward, our wing depth looks pretty good where you don't really need them. You know, we got OG, Siakam, Trent, uh, Utah, and Paul Watson now. So, And, I mean, whoever we get in the draft is still going to be a top 10 pick, and they're going to need some major minutes. So, yeah, I'm quite fine letting Rodney Hood walk. Yeah, it just looks like that's what it's going to be. Uh, speaking about uh, the draft, uh, Jalen Harris got a couple minutes, which is good to see him back, you know. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't do too much, but he only played, I think, five minutes in his first game back in a while. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not really all that familiar with his game. I know that he's a, like, kind of a bigger guard. Ben, do you know anything about Jalen Harris? Uh, well, I know he's probably rooting against Malachi Flynn, right? Like, he he, um, he definitely got buried just with the way he's uh, Malachi's broken out. Um, not too much. I was checking out his G League numbers and things. Um, he did do pretty darn well down there. He was only there for seven or eight games, but, um, yeah, he was averaging 17 points, handful of assists. Um, he was shooting at 50% from deep, which is something every team needs. Um but uh, better than that, though, while I was checking out the G League, um, Gary Payton Jr. just got named Defensive Player of the Year for the 905. Um, nice. Yeah, so the apple didn't fall far from that tree. He was, averaging, uh, yeah, he was averaging two and a half steals. The mittens. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. They call him the mitten. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, but the Warriors snapped him up on a 10-day, so he's... Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see about that, you know. And uh, the mitten, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, that's the thing about ten days, right? Like they still actually have to sign them to a, a big time contract or at least a two way to get where they're going. And I have no idea what the Warriors' uh, cap situation is. So, no, I no, think but he's probably earned himself a job next year. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, Utah cooled off a little bit for this game, and you know Gillespie didn't do too much either. But he Gillespie kind of did, but a backup center rule sort of is you got a couple of rebounds a couple of points yeah yeah, yeah um and, uh, no turnovers he wasn't uh, yeah he did kind of like i said like sort of like last game like this was a, a you know maybe step it up a little bit but you know he did what he's supposed to do didn't you know wreck the offense uh they didn't go on any huge runs while he was out there and uh, yeah i only took one shot made it went to the line hit both those so you know got a couple of rebounds um, our offensive rebounding cooled off a fair bit in this game, but Birch still had oh, three. Killed so. on the rebounds, yeah. But um, yeah, no, Birch is uh, a big problem on the offensive glass. Like he's just, yeah. it's he's really impressing me there. Uh, OG, I don't know if you guys saw. I'm sure you did. He stretched his uh, his current best of games over 25 to five now. Uh, yeah. So and previously, I think his best was two, and they both happened this year. So. Uh, so well, big he loves step up. playing Denver. I think his last two career games were against Denver. So. Nice, nice. Um, hey, he's, he's teasing us, though. Like, he had 19 in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, come on, let's get that 40 piece. He struggled you know? big time in the uh, in the second half. Yeah, you can see his numbers uh, shooting. They're 8 for 21, but, you know, still 4 from 8 for 3. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Siakam with 11 points is like, yeah, that's, that's troubling, right? Like, that's the thing with Siakam. It's like... We need you to be a little more consistent. I don't know what it's going to take, but he... Uh, I, I still think that's part of the COVID thing with some of these guys. They're just not quite right. And, you know, it's with the Van Fleet and his hip, I still think part of that is also it's just so much harder to recover from something right now. Yeah. yeah. Their bodies are still trying to figure out how to, uh, 
you know, recover from the you know virus that they just uh, just had. Let's hope you know, so. You lose, you lose a bunch of weight. You lose your lungs, so you're not. You're, you, when you play tired, you're more likely to get hurt too. Sure, but then how are we gonna? We were gonna say when he scores, you know, twenty-seven it, points yeah. the other night and has a <laughs> well, great you game. You just have, but that's the, the. I think it's more the consistency thing, right? Like you, you feel mm. really good one day and then you feel bad the next. I'm not ready know. to bail Siakam. Like Siakam's been doing that well before COVID. You know, like that's always been his thing. Right. I've many times been like, he's not earning his thirty million dollars. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna give him that out. We need better performance from him. That's all there is to it. Like. Even well, his assists were down this game. You know, only two assists. Like he's been up around the five to seven range in the last little while. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, Maybe hopefully said. it's recovering, but uh, he's struggling. Yeah, well, yeah. he definitely starts pressing when his shot's not falling. Like he just gets tunnel vision and stops looking for the open man and mm-hmm. stops making those plays. But yeah, gets really yeah, aggressive, which is nice. But yeah, he does these crazy, you know, this, his spin move, post up plays where he doesn't really have much moves or is going to shake and bake somebody. It's just no. if he's hitting those tough shots, then he's having a good night. So, yeah, like he's ambidextrous and has this length. It's not. Yeah, he's not about the like. Yeah, the crazy moves and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just tough to watch because when he's on, like he's really on, like we often see. But when he's not, it's it can and be he pretty ugly early. to watch. But yeah, he, well, he had like uh, seven points in like the first couple minutes, and I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be one of those games where he hits, and then he didn't. Tough matchup for him too. Like that's a big, big team over there, right? With. Yeah, Whatever, Gordon Michael Porter, and, Aaron yeah. Gordon, Jokic, yeah. Millsap, everybody back there. So He just didn't, like, I find in the second half, he only took four shots, didn't take any threes after yeah. hitting his only one he took in the first half. So I just, uh, I didn't have a ton of minutes either, only 13 minutes in the second half, but it just, you know, I don't know, like something something happened at halftime. And it's been the, like the tale of either two halves, like we've talked about before, or there's a specific quarter. But we just don't we don't play many games where it's consistent all the way through. Something always breaks down at some point, and uh, yeah, like he was, I'd say the the sort of the biggest weak spot as far as expectations go. I would put a lot of this on on him because some people aren't performing. We don't expect you to perform. He's a guy that we pay you to perform. We expect you to perform. Um, but I think he needs people to sort of to distract. You know what I mean? He needs like when we had um, Leonard. That was great because he was our number one option. So Siakam was able to clean up. Same, yeah. uh, similar to how I think Boucher reacts when uh, yeah. we got Gillespie and Birch. Now he's able to capitalize on the fact that the focus is on those big guys, and he can come in and just scoop up, you know, twelve rebounds a game kind of thing. So I think without that, Siakam sort of struggles when it's like, okay, you go now. We'll all stand over here and watch what you do. That doesn't work well with him. Sometimes, sometimes it works, but he needs to sort of recognize when it's not and continue to move the ball around and not force shots. So, yeah, he's still a young guy. Hopefully, that becomes part of his game, mm-hmm. kind of growing into. It's sort of like how you know. I remember I just saw a quote where I guess OG was talking with Lowry and he said, "Well, I want to be an All Star in this league after his rookie year." And Lowry mm-hmm. said, "Listen, man, it doesn't just happen overnight. Like unless you're unless you're LeBron and you come in an All Star." Yeah. Like you got to sort of develop into the league, and if you if in the last five nights become a thing with OG, it's going to happen. Um, now with Siakam, when you kind of get labeled as the guy, it, it's going to sometimes it takes a moment to kind of you know, grow into that role. Yeah. So hopefully that's what's happening too. Like on top of just this, the last two years have been so bizarre uh, as far as like routine and stuff like that for the players. 
you know, hopefully, you know, they're back in Toronto next year. Actually, get a chance to, you know, play a normal-ish season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll a be a, a big deal, I think. Like for you know, we've all played some sort of sports. We're all creatures of habit. You probably do the exact same thing before you go out there every time, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that all messed up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we're able to get uh, things under control enough to have you know people in the arena, people in Toronto. A team yeah. that crosses the borders next year. So, well, if you believe uh, the gov- the Ontario government here, we're <laughs> supposed to all have uh, be available to get vaccinated by the end of May. Yeah, I'm not sure they yeah. believe them at this point, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's the football. That's the football with Lucy there. Yeah, <laughs> but May. I mean, that still gives us plenty of time to sort of, you know, even with if that's wrong, there's still months before we got to worry about you know, yeah, the season, what, right? Like, so they're expecting to do the season October, like early October. That's nothing's changed, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Might even yeah. be a little bit of a preseason. It'll be nuts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially crossed. for a guy like Pascal, he's not like all business, like OG, like he's a big goofball, right? He definitely feeds off the crowd. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if next year with the, if we have a full, uh, full stadium that he has a, I don't know, much better year or more consistent anyway. Yeah, just a return to form, I think. And uh, if we can make a few moves around, like get a few more reliable pieces off the bench and all that, I think that'll go a long way too, where he just doesn't feel like he has to carry the load all the time. And he can just do it, have fun while he's doing it. And uh, I think that's when he sort of works best. Because he's not, like we've seen him take quite a few, you know, uh, like end of the game shots or end of the half shots. That's not his thing. Like he's not the guy when it's, you know, winding down. I don't necessarily no, want to see it in his hands, right? Um, he has, but it's not not well enough that I'd say, yeah, you're our guy. Okay, end of the game, put it in his hands. So, um, yeah, hopefully if we can spread the load a bit, then uh, I think that'll go a long way to opening things up for him. As far as uh, OG goes and being all business, yeah, I think there was an interview lately where someone was asking him, like, is it fun playing the style of basketball he is now, like where he's scoring a bunch? He's <laughs> like, yeah, you're like playing like an all-star. Is it fun playing like this? Yes, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I That's what I wanted fun. to know, yes. <laughs> I'm like, Next we just question. need to teach him the Leonard laugh, <laughs> and it's perfect. <laughs> uh, now they learn from the best, f- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Going forward, I guess it's probably unlikely we see uh, Fred Van Fleet again. I don't know. I heard a quote from Nurse saying that uh, it's probably not going to be very long. It, it just seems weird based on, like, you know, like unless they win the next seven games, which I think, or nine games, I think it's unlikely that they, they go through here. I just wonder why you would put a that type of nagging injury just as a chance to be, you get more and more um, serious. I don't know why you'd put him out there. Well, I think just to keep him playing competitive basketball with his potential future teammates and things like that. But and I don't think he wants to sit out the rest of the season and be like, oh, no, there's no point. No so, um, Maybe his last game with Lowry, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah no, I think yeah. uh, I think we'll see him back. Um, well, okay. mostly based off of the fact that Nerf says that. So I'm going to take yeah. his word. But uh, no, you're right. Like I, from from my standpoint, especially with my view on the season and everything, then yeah, there's no real reason to bring him back in. But uh, I think we will. I would though. I don't think we need to see him play forty whatever minutes a game. Like that seems crazy to me that we're yeah, still playing him. Played forty two minutes to, against Brooklyn. There. Yeah. So. What are we doing? You know, like that. And I guess maybe at that point, if we could win that game, we had a chance to keep winning. But yeah. no, I think yeah, definitely let some other people pick up some minutes. And if uh, you know, if we keep losing, we keep losing. But at least you're not like wearing these guys down for absolutely no reason. So I'd like to see him come back. But yeah, just 
you know, keep it under 30 minutes or maybe you hover around 30 minutes and uh, let other people pick up the slack and see what we can do. All right. Well, that uh, probably wraps us up here for what was going on with this game and what we're looking for for the future. Uh, there's, what, a double header to end the weekend here, uh, Utah and L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Lakers. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of games. Uh, I, you know, I am excited. Like, it's good to see guys like, you know, how Flynn and what uh, some of the bench guys, Harris, if he gets in there, you know, this is the competition you want to see them play. Yeah. Uh, seeing them play the Magic, you know, for lots of minutes and scoring is fun. But yeah, I want to see how you play against the best teams. Exactly. That's yeah. and that's what. Yeah, they, they excel in those games. Cool. You excelled in the G League, too. This is the NBA. Let's see it. So. That'll be a good yeah. test for some of the younger guys. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye on Birch. See if he can still put up those numbers against, you know, like the big guys. And uh, Antonio Davis will be an interesting one for him. Well, then there's a very good chance LeBron's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be a, some just interesting in matchups. Ben. We're going to need to go big, but we'll see. I yeah. just showed your Raptors fandom there. Antonio Davis hasn't played in a while. Oh, did I say Antonio Davis? Anthony. I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, just close yeah. enough. You know, everyone knows what they're saying. Yeah, slight, slightly different players. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting couple of games coming up. We'll get to see some development, see how players play. Now, good, you know, Ken Birch and uh, Anthony Davis will be, mm-hmm. uh, will be a fun little matchup. But, uh Ben, uh, do you have any, I don't know, putting you on the spot here, but any betting uh, advice for this morning? Ooh, bets for today? I don't know. It's getting uh, it's getting pretty tough out there just because, I don't know, that's no points anymore. Now. Well, yeah, like, I don't know if we're going to see a game again this year where both teams are actually competing. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I'll put something up on Twitter there as we get uh, closer to lineups, but for now, there's uh, there's just nothing definite. Yeah, so just on that note for people out there that are betting, this is the funny season of the NBA where you definitely want to make sure everybody's playing before you pace any bets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we see it with the Raptors every night, but it's really not just us. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in to us here. Kieran, as always, a pleasure. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. Ben? Same thing. Always great to talk with you. Take care. We'll see you next time. And as always, we love you, B. And have a great weekend, everyone, and a wonderful, grisly gray afternoon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.